0: Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it, they're gonna mouth off too. Boom. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. I've got another Bachelor person today. We've got Kendall Long. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you. And I've uh, been binging Ari's season, and I just for- I forgot how lovely you are. So I'm super excited. Thank you. Of course. We're going to go down Ari lane, which probably feels really strange.
1: It feels like such a long time ago.
0: It yeah. was, but we're going to do that if you don't mind. Bring it on. Yay. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, before we get into Ari stuff, a lot of people wanted to know about taxidermy. Oh yeah. sure that's a common question for you. Jenna Lockman wanted to know what got her into taxidermy and what you love about it.
1: Ooh, well, um, I, when I was younger, I just used to go on a bunch of hikes and collect bones that I found and different animals. And they would, uh, you know, not be the cleanest things in the world. <laughs> um, but then I found out there was taxidermy that would preserve things forever So I thought that was so cool, Um, but I just study zoology and botany and science, and um, it's just kind of a way to be inspired by the things around me.
0: I was never a kid that was like, oh, taxidermy. I love.
1: those things, like I I think I saw my first little natural history museum, like on a hiking trail, and it was so cool. You can see the animals up close, like the animals that I was studying, Um, because I always loved studying animals ever since I was a kid. Right. And I just thought it was so neat.
0: And I love this question. What obscure thing would you taxidermy if you could?
1: Um, Like an animal?
0: I, I guess it's open to interpretation. I would
1: love to taxiderm like an alien. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that what it, so if you taxiderm something, you're Yeah, taxidermy. so it's just
1: preserving it. So either you do like a wet specimen, which would be replacing all the fluids with uh, like alcohol okay. or formaldehyde. Um, and then, or you can... Uh, Tan the skin and do like a dry mount like a so there's like different ways to do it. Um, I have I studied how to do taxidermy, but I'm not a taxidermist. I think a lot of people think that I make taxidermy, but I've only done it once and that was on RE season. So Wait, was
0: that the first time you've ever done it? Was on re season?
1: I mean I just collected. I never I was never like a taxidermist. I didn't know that. I know everyone always thinks I was a taxidermist and it's so funny and everyone's thought like the whole entire warehouse is like all my stuff I was like I would never own this much I have like you know a handful of pieces but not a whole warehouse what do you have um so I have a badger a ram's head um a boar's head like a pickled pig a bat a couple skulls that I found bones that I found uh Birds, a little canary. But a lot of the stuff I get is from like secondhand or vintage because I don't like to feed into killing just to kill. And like, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of taxidermy out there is that. So I always go from like vintage stores.
0: Holly Statton wanted to know maybe of the things that you just you say you have, would you bring any of them to life if you could?
1: I'd probably bring Ping, my little taxiderm duckling. Like, I used to bring it everywhere when I traveled. So um, when I was on the show, I brought him like, with me to like Italy and Paris and stuff. So um, yeah, probably Ping. He's
0: the buddy. Does TSA security ever have a problem with now? Yeah, I
1: had Ping inside my backpack and I was thinking, oh no, they're going to confiscate it, especially since I'm going over the border back into America.
0: And they looked at him and they're like, cool. Sweet. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. We also had a lot of questions. If you watched Ari's season, you know that Kendall is a, an identical twin. Yes. So cool. And Jessica Letizia said, what's the biggest difference between her and her twin physically and personality wise?
1: I would say physically, she just got bangs. (laughs) So there we go. Kylie has bangs. Um, and she also has darker hair. Um, and then I would say that my sister, I'm more like the science nerd. Like I love documentaries and reading. And my sister's more of like the spiritual, she loves to paint. She's like amazing artist. Um, so that's kind of the difference.
0: And then Caitlin Christmas, awesome name. Did you and your sister ever pull any twin pranks on anyone?
1: Oh yeah. So what we used to do is on the day before or after April Fool's Day, uh, because we never wanted to do it on the day because people expected it. Um, we would in the middle of class, go to the bathroom, switch clothes and then sit in each other's seats.
0: So the classic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You had to do the switch.
0: Did you ever do a dating switch?
1: No, we didn't. At one time, my boyfriend when I was in junior
0: high accidentally kissed her on the cheek from behind. <laughs> and so that was like the one thing that like happened. So, let's just ask in general, Bachelor Ari was 2 seasons ago. I have to know what brought you on to a goofy show like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like everybody else in the beginning, I was thinking I would never do something like that. Um, and then I had watched the show a lot when I was younger, and I didn't have a TV in college. And then we were house-sitting my parents' place, um, and The Bachelor was on, I was like, we I mean, have our girlfriend's over, so we're like, yeah, we should watch Bachelor, I, I loved watching that, as, you know, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was drinking wine, watching The Bachelor, and it was Rachel Lindsay's season, okay. and so I saw a lot of myself in her. Um, my sister's like, Oh, you should totally do it. And
0: I was like, Oh, I would never do that. And then I had a couple glasses
1: of wine. And uh, then I really wanted.
0: That's a common theme, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like tipsy, like signing up and like what I wrote on there, I like, don't even know. <laughs> a ukulele playing taxidermy collecting twin. And I think that was like, and they called me the next day. Of
0: course. You're a shoe in for that. Yeah. Did you go on expecting Peter?
1: Um, yeah, initially, I thought it was going to be Peter because I was like kind of what the rumors were mm-hmm. and um I hadn't watched the show in so long but I actually did see I think I did see the season with Emily and Ari um and I thought he was you know like held himself really well in the show then so I thought it was him and I was like I don't know exactly who he is I was like well here we go so I was open to it
0: historically is Ari someone personality wise or physically that had been your type before do you have a type
1: Um, you know, I think I went in the show thinking that I had a type and then something about Bachelor kind of like completely destroys what you think your type is. Right. And I really enjoyed like getting to know Ari. He was like very worldly. I mean, I didn't really see a lot of his personality. It was hard to, like with one-on-one with us, it was like hilarious. We like had a great time. So um, I think after a while, like he like developed into my type.
0: Well, it's funny because as I'm watching, you know, looking back, it's, you, you kept going on about how you feel like you're best friends and you have so much fun together, and it's just so weird that we don't really see any of that. I know, anything, yeah.
1: I, mean, I felt like we were like best friends, we like crack up all the time, and that, like, you know, he was super clumsy, and so, uh, and so it was like hilarious. He like hit his head into like a branch, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know, it was just funny. He was like, very endearing, um, but. Yeah, then I was like so surprised. I thought during the blooper reels, it would be so much of like ours and my conversations, and there wasn't. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "We were so funny."
0: Seemed like you really liked him.
1: So it makes it, of course, it makes it easier to date. But um, I think connection is really just opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so if you like are face to face with somebody, then you know you have a connection or you don't. Right. I just did.
0: <laughs> what did you like about him?
1: I love that he was like so silly and quirky in his own way.
0: Which he called you quirky a lot too.
1: I know he called me quirky, but he was very quirky and he was like really well-traveled. So you can tell that he just knew so much about like different places and you can just, he he was kind of like European in a way.
0: He kind of does remind me of a European. Yeah.
1: So I kind of liked that. I really liked that about him, but now seeing him with Lauren, it just makes so much sense for them to be together. They're just so like, they have a lot of similarities, which I think really works for them um and they have an adorable baby um but yeah i think ari and i were in the end probably more so friends than lovers
0: did you ever experience moments of kind of not even red flags but just like maybe this isn't
1: right i definitely felt like in a situation like that you have more time to give things a chance it's more of an expedited experience so you're not doing like this small talk slowly going through it's like talking about marriage isn't taboo like go for it like Envision like your future together. It's not weird. Um, so in that way, I think I was also like struggling with how I was uh a commitment phob. <laughs> uh at the same time, like like being in a place where, oh my gosh, like you don't have to be afraid to like talk about wanting things like marriage. So with that, I think I did a lot of growing on Ari's season um, in terms of like actually envisioning myself like married in the future, which is something that I would never really had put any thought towards.
0: Well, my favorite part of the whole season was when you went on two on one with Crystal and she went to Ari and said, you know, I don't think Kendall's ready for marriage, which I don't even know where that came from. Me neither. <laughs> Whatever fun. But instead of pulling a Peter's girls and calling each other, biatches you empathized with her and just talked about how she's been through a lot of pain and that you you feel like this is why she's m- might be doing what she's doing I've never seen that on the show ever
1: the good thing about being in a situation like that is like you're with these girls 24 7 you know you're constantly around them you're constantly opening up and sharing because you know you it's an environment where you want to like open up and share for like the first time um, so Crystal had actually opened up to me about a lot that happened in her life, and so when that happened, I didn't expect it, and coming from someone who had been through so much, I was like, well, I can kind of understand why you feel, like, kind of backed in a corner with this, like, you know, what experiences in your life led to this, so I was just, I mean, I considered her a friend, I think, out of all the girls in the house, Crystal and I were kind of a little more, like, I, I did understand where she was coming from, so in that way I was like I don't want to bring her down and also I think the one thing I'm really disappointed about with Peter season is that all the women there bring each other down like I'm like why like why do you seek to like make other people feel bad about themselves
0: they all just have to watch your clip and understand how to handle it the right way
1: yeah I mean I just felt like you know, someone else's beauty isn't a lack of your own. Like that's something that I always love to live by. And I think a lot of people are intimidated because you go into the environment with a bunch of girls and like, they're all gorgeous. They all are like, it's like being a little fish or a big fish in a big pond. I don't know.
0: <laughs> You're a fish in a pond with other yeah, fish.
1: exactly. <laughs> it's just like, there's a lot of like beauty around you and it's intimidating. It's how you handle that and in- how you handle, you know, being in that environment that defines who you are. So like I feel like you can either build each other up and like have the bachelor or bachelorette see the best version of who they should be with, Mm -hmm. or you can try to distract things and trick the world into thinking you're the best by doing conniving actions. And that wasn't something that I wanted to ever do.
0: I just don't know how you stayed so level-headed the whole time.
1: I don't know. I think I just like, you know, I think I like have a slow motion button to like arguments and so I tend to be like
0: wait let's think about what's going on (laughs) so you end up spoiler alert but not really number three on the show I don't even really know what you call that third place maybe (laughs) you have a hometown and Ari had said that he was falling in love with you actually yeah. do you wish that he hadn't even said anything about love at that point? I was glad that he was open I think Whenever, my initial
1: reaction to when someone says they love me in, an, in that environment was kind of intimidating because you feel like, oh, wow, like this is something that like, people are getting feelings.
0: And now I kind of, should I be feeling that too?
1: Yeah, and I was feeling, I definitely was feeling, I, I don't know if there's like a certain like point in time and you're like, oh, I'm falling mm-hmm. or oh, I'm in love. You kind of just really grow a sense of like comfortability and admiration for the person that you're with. So in that way... I felt like, I felt like if falling was a thing, I was feeling like that. But I didn't, I, for me, I still had the uncertainty of like, I never had a one-on-one. I never really had a lot of time with him.
0: Wait, you never had a one-on-one? No,
1: only on the fantasy suite day. And then my, of course, my hometown. How did I forget that? I know. So for me, I was like, well, I was never really prioritized as someone with a one-on-one. So I was confused as to why he felt that, you know, as to why it was like, all of a sudden, like, oh, now I'm falling for you. Where I was like, I was never really... I don't think I was ever like the first person he thought that he would fall for. I think it kind of surprised both of us.
0: That's why y'all kept saying, or at least you were saying I I grew later that our relationship has grown later. Yeah.
1: Because I I never had like, you know, Becca was, she had the first one-on-one Lauren had a one-on-one when she was in uh, Paris. Um, So I was just kind of like a little more, I was like behind. He had
0: a hometown and you hadn't been on a date yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. As someone who only went on group dates, you don't get a lot of time.
1: No, you don't. And so for me, I was like, wow, I have to now catch up with everybody. You know, and although I do feel these feelings, it's just like I, I didn't know how to get to that point. But everyone else I felt like had already surpassed where I was.
0: I would feel the same way. Then, you know, uh, for the final three, he like pulls you aside and he's like, are you really ready for marriage? How can you ask that when you've never even been on a date? I know. We had the hometown,
1: but I mean, the hometown was, for me, the first time we really had just like a day.
0: Here, meet my family.
1: It was a little overwhelming, um, and my family was kind of curious. They were like, well, if she never had a one-on-one, and since it's the first day that you've had like a long time with her, then we're confused why the marriage question is even like a question.
0: Well, no wonder your sister wasn't seeing yeah. the spiritual side. Yeah,
1: she was very much like You should be prioritized by the person that like wants to see like marriage in you. So I I think that was kind of something that was a little like I had a lot of catching up to you and I was was open to doing that. But he had a stronger connection with like uh, Becca, Lauren in the end.
0: So when you went home, were you kind of expecting it? I actually wasn't expecting it. I felt like I was like, oh, we have so
1: much more to learn about each other. But at the same time, it it like looking back at it, like because you don't see anyone else's relationship right. or your own
0: until you really watch it live. It makes more sense.
1: Yeah, like I, Lauren was very very hush hush about her relationship with Ari. But after looking back at the show, I was like, oh my gosh, like of course he was going to pick Lauren. It just kind of made sense because they had just such. It was almost like an unspoken chemistry. Yeah. But. They really did just, like, click in a lot of ways.
0: But then how wild was it that he didn't originally pick her?
1: I know. What did you think of that ending? Oh, I never expected I didn't choose Becca all the way because she was the first one-on-one. And I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Um, Because Lauren is a little more quiet about her relationship with Ari, so we never really heard a lot about it. Um, But then after looking back, I'm like, oh, okay. I can see, like, that time when she said she was falling for him, how emotional he got. Like, he walked away. Um, I was like, okay, that's like a very telling moment.
0: I watched the proposal and, and, uh, Ari says, you know, no, Lauren, it's not you. And she says, I still love you. And he says, I love you too. And then puts her in the car. I'm like, what?
1: I know, that's hard. I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I fully believe you can fall in love with more than one person. I don't think there's one person out there for you in the world. Um, I think different people bring out different parts of you. And so it depends what, you want, you know, to be brought out in, I right. mean, like, so when I feel like Becca brought out a different side of Ari and Ari probably just liked himself more around Lauren, and, you know, you can't get mad about it. I feel like Becca now is super happy with Garrett and you know, they have an amazing experience. So in the end it kind of worked out for everybody.
0: <laughs> well, then you get off the show. I'm sure bachelorette at that time was even a conversation, but you go on paradise. Yeah. Going into paradise did you have your eye on anyone in particular? No, I didn't. I mean, I never saw any of the guys and I never
1: knew any of the guys that were on Becca's season. Um, So I didn't know. Of course, there's like people DMing and stuff like that, but I chose to not. I chose to like keep the mystery. This rumor that I hung out with Leo before, never met Leo before Paradise ever. So it was so, so weird that people thought that. I don't know who started that. But honestly, the first person I was attracted to
0: was Joe. At what point in those first few days did you and Joe, like, first connect where you were like, I'm really intrigued by him?
1: Um, It was the, the one moment I always remember with him is that he chose kindness over being petty and, like, talking drama when everyone else is kind of, like, talking drama. And that was something that really intrigued me by him. So I would say that was probably day two fairly fairly soon i mean we would just crack up like crazy so he's just a hilarious person and our humor just just was like right on par with each other well i
0: remember at least one of the first conversations we saw you and joe were connecting over cemeteries and dead bodies which is just my dream (laughs) honestly and at the beginning crystal was also eyeing joe Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, we're going to really go down memories here. Then you yeah. watch a storm together. That's when you kiss for the first time. It Overall, it seems like at least for an extended period of time, you didn't really get a lot of airtime. And that's probably just because you were staying out of the drama.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was nice because what I, really, what I really liked about Paradise is that you had a lot of time to really get to know each other. Um, and so Joe and I talked a lot and so I feel like we really established a strong friendship like early on um, and then that led to like a romantic relationship but yeah I mean initially there was no drama which is great. I feel like the one thing I love about the entire experience and with Bachelor franchise in general is that it expedites all the issues you could potentially have in a relationship so someone else coming in or you know like, talking about marriage talking about babies like all that stuff like it expedites it so it's you know you really get the answers a lot sooner and you can really make a judgment about like if this person's right for you a lot earlier so
0: and it's so funny how when you go into the real world and all of a sudden oh you can't talk about that stuff for at least the 3 months
1: it becomes taboo you know it's like oh if you bring it up on the first date like wow but i don't know i feel like now being like newly single, um, I feel like, you know, it's just I, I, I have a desire to like talk about more serious things with people. Um, and the show kind of brought that out. It kind of took away the fear of making it a taboo subject. So I've really enjoyed like, I don't know, maybe like having the other person like throw them for a loop. <laughs>
0: If there's one thing I love more than anything else, it's traveling. Y'all know that. I've had my best and most unforgettable experiences while traveling, and I want you to have the same, which is why I'm excited about Kentiki. Kentiki brings together travelers from all around the world to check out new destinations and make memories, like bungee jumping in New Zealand, taking a pesto cooking class in Italy, or staying the night in an 18th century French chateau. The best part is that they handle all All the stress that goes into planning these kinds of trips, like transportation, accommodation, plus their expert local guides will tell you about the hidden gems wherever you go. Kentiki has over 350 international trips with flexible itineraries to customize your perfect trip. Whether you're a solo traveler or you're with a friend or in a group, discover a different way to travel with Kentiki. I've arranged this special offer just for my listeners: $100 off. Your next vacation. What? Go to Kentiki.com slash Olivia to book your trip today. That's Kentiki spelled C O N T I K I. Remember, Kentiki.com slash Olivia, you'll get $100 off your dream vacation. (laughs) Gina Stevenson, let's address an elephant in the room. Leo, really? Like, really? Is Leo a good kisser or what? <laughs> no, I mean,
1: everyone liked Leo in the beginning. I never knew anything about his season with Becca. So he seemed really cool. He was very like um, comforting. And you can tell he was a protector in a lot of ways. Um, and I saw a lot of myself in him initially in the beginning, not later on. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was something that um, I did explore. But ultimately... Like I knew in my heart that I wanted to be with Joe. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I found out his dark side and that was unfortunate. But again, the show expedites situations. So...
0: Thank goodness you did, yeah.
1: Yeah, he could have been... He could have hid that part of himself for a lot longer if it wasn't, you know, something that he was faced with. So I feel like I explored it. It was not for me and moved on.
0: When you... And accepted the date invite from Leo. You and Joe had not had like an exclusive talk at that point yet.
1: No, we actually had the opposite. Like we had a talk that was like, okay, if there's going to be someone that um comes in, like they ask you on a date, you should go on it. And that was our, both of us, like we had agreed to do that. But I, he just never had anybody um that he was, really connected with. It came down the steps. So um, he never had that experience, but I did.
0: I don't even think he would have agreed, even if he randomly did have that experience. He was
1: just smitten. I feel like if it was the right person, he might. Hmm. But I just don't think the opportunity ever presented itself.
0: Interesting. Well, y- you did have a moment with Leo when you found out that he had kissed Chelsea. I mean, it looks like you were never as into Leo as you were into Joe, but you did kind of give it as much as you could with him.
1: I mean, I think in that, in that situation, you want, you owe it to yourself to like explore things fully. And so I felt like I did. And I was very open with everybody about that exploration. And at the end of the day, um, the Chelsea thing was really just like the cherry on top for it not working out. I think I already kind of knew in my heart what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I knew that Joe was the person that I really wanted to end up with. Um, at least at that point. And so when that Chelsea thing happened, I was just like, I knew now it just makes sense.
0: He showed his colors.
1: Yeah. After I was open about everything to everyone and for that to happen.
0: And then he called you a phenomenal actress.
1: I mean, I'll take the comp- take it as a compliment. Like, I am such a bad actress. That so. really was,
0: in general, the most confusing conversation of all time.
1: It was. I yeah, kept flipping back and forth. He's like, like, you're
0: an actress, but... I don't know why you're single. But why? how are you single? And I'm so into you, but I also hate you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was really confused as well. I think he was like dealing with a lot of ego in that situation, which is unfortunate.
0: Well, towards the end, when leo had that freak out and grocery store bitch and all that stuff it seems like at that point a lot of people had completely turned on leo Mm -hmm. did you kind of sense that everyone on the beach was anti leo at that point there's a lot of
1: stuff that wasn't aired that was he kevin and astrid he like ruined their one-on-one time because he found out kevin's the one that told me about him kissing chelsea and he blamed kevin for it um so he was kind of being a butthead being like for a while. And I, we knew during the road ceremony, like I knew he was going to do something weird. I was like, he can either take the high road,
0: but nah, nah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, there was also a little thing with Venmo John, but I don't think that that was really anything.
1: I mean, he's an extremely intelligent person and I really admired that in him. I think I confused a friendship for something romantic. Um, and in that situation, I was like, well, you have to try to explore all your options before really like making a fair like decision. And so, yeah, I just confused a friendship.
0: And it seems like the moment or at least one of the moments you were all in for Joe was when he kind of made the save in that conversation with Leo, where he's like, are you guys done yet? I mean, yeah. it seems like from there you were like, OK, I'm I'm ready to go yeah. all in.
1: I, I get extremely passionate in arguments like i feel like i i i I have to like let you know how i feel and i have you know and so for me i can get so caught up in that that for him to with me i was like okay this is good like i i could i could really like go all out here um so yeah it was it was nice for him to be like look this isn't worth it and it wasn't so um yeah i liked that he did that
0: (laughs) oh that was a move of like okay cool yeah he was like we're done here (laughs) someone asked if you think you were maybe going for Leo and maybe Venmo John because you were afraid of fully committing to Joe. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think there's definitely a fear in making like the wrong decision. I think a lot of also bachelor and bachelorettes like have that experience where they're like, I don't know if I'm making the right decision because there's so many things I haven't explored. Um, so because it's such a quick experience, you want to make, you want to cover all your bases and make sure that you're not missing, you know, something really beautiful in someone. Um, And also I I did have a lot of fear with Joe and I, because it was going to be long distance. It was going to be like an uphill battle. So, you know, yeah, that was definitely scary. I was like, we're gonna be like fighting, you know, the entire
0: relationship. Fighting for the relationship. Well, we don't get to see all of your moments as a couple. So what's going on on the beach? That helps to build relationships. A
1: lot of just talking and getting to know each other. Um, they have great food there.
0: <laughs> you're sweating.
1: I mean, it is paradise in a lot of different ways, and it feels kind of like a summer vacation mm-hmm. with a bunch of your friends. um And you do feel like you're a family, which is really cool. Um, and the dynamic of it is like, I don't know, you just have people you can really confide in because they're all going through the same thing. It's all really different, and Joe is. I was like, getting to know him and like that relationship was blooming and it was like hilarious and fun. So
0: who did you connect with the most in paradise?
1: Um, obviously Joe, yeah. but I feel like in terms of friendship wise, like I really love Kevin and Astrid.
0: I could tell. Yeah.
1: And I love BB when she was there, mm-hmm. we were all pretty good, you know, friends, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would just say definitely those people.
0: Well then Jade, Tanner, Carly and Evan, they show up, they kind of interview all the couples and you and Joe were their favorite. And then you <laughs> babysit their kids, which is one of the funniest dates ever.
1: I had like two hours of sleep before that date. So I was like, I was on a different level. So. <laughs> were the kids
0: crying as much as it looked like they were?
1: Oh yeah. And it was so hot and I felt so bad. Um, Cause they were like, I mean, Emmy was just like, so she like, sweating and I felt so awful but it was kind of fun because you know I kids are so great yeah although it was crazy it was funny to see Joe like react in that situation like see how he would be with kids um yeah it was it was it was a day
0: well obviously the probably the most painful part of it was when you and Joe had your Conversation that turned into a a disagreement that turned into kind of a a breakup. At that time, I mean, what was going on in your mind at the point where you're you're like, I got to go to bed and sleep on this. This isn't. I'm not feeling good about this.
1: Yeah, it was definitely my logical side coming out. Like, I feel like the entire time through Paradise, I was fighting like what my heart was saying and what logic was saying. And for me, I was thinking, all right, so how's this going to realistically look in the real world? Like. We both live on opposite sides of the country. How are we going to move? Would we want to move? Um, And that was a huge reason why I didn't, I was thinking we're going to just fail. Um, And so when I talked with them on the beach, I guess I was like expressing those fears. And then I didn't get anything back that was like, oh, we can survive it. Mm. And so for me, I, I needed that. Like I needed someone to say, look, I know it seems impossible, but it's not. But when we officially broke up, I was like, well, I don't want to like give up on it. I still feel like something could happen. Like even if it fails, like in a week, at least I tried. And so that was something that in my heart. I was like, I just can't like say, I just can't forget that this ever happened. Because the first three days after I got back, I was like sobbing. Um, I had tried to sneak him like a secret note with my phone number on it. And I thought he got it and he hadn't contacted me. And then I found out later when he DMs me that he never got the note. And I was like okay, I understand. So then we were like, look, why don't we just try?
0: Well, so what's the process of you going to Chicago? I'm assuming that was just had to be filmed to have it make sense for everyone.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, initially I didn't tell anybody. I just booked my ticket and I was like, I'm going. And then, you know, I told one of my producers just because I would just, out of courtesy, I was like, look, I don't want there to be like any TMZ or whatever. Like I was like, just to warn you, I am going to Chicago. And he's like, let me get back to you.
0: (laughs) But you and Joe had had a little bit of contact before that.
1: Yes. Yeah. We had been like messaging and, you know, I think we had a call We were just like, isn't this crazy? Like I still care about you. Um, We got to talk. So, and at that point we didn't know if we were going to be in a relationship or not. We just knew that we wanted to try it in the real world um, or, or at least have a conversation after. Um, so that was when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to fly out to actually officially see you away from like a beach setting
0: in the normal world. What was the evolution of starting your real life relationship? one thing that really saved
1: it and allowed it to grow so much was the fact that joe got dancing with the stars um Uh that moved to la for a few months and then after that he had the tour so we like toured together so we really had time to like really really get to know each other um and to grow a relationship like so substantially and then yeah i mean we ended up living together in la and it was all daisies until it wasn't
0: (laughs) we won't get to not daisies yet (laughs) uh keely mccullough what was it like joining joe on that tour aka tour bus life
1: it was so great i mean you're in like a little room um i initially was only supposed to be on the tour for eight days uh but then joe um got extended for like two months and so i was like well i guess i can work i can work from you know from my computer so I'll just go on tour, which was like so great. I love all the Dancing with the Stars people. It was an amazing experience. And we got to travel to like different states that I never thought I'd ever want to visit. So,
0: so the stereotype that Dancing with the Stars puts strains on relationships was not no. applicable to y'all.
1: You have to have confidence in your relationship and yourself. Because all the Dancing with the Stars women are gorgeous, yes. And the men are handsome. Um, so, I mean... For me, I was thinking, and I say this all the time: if I throw jo- if I threw Joe in like a room of Victoria's Secret models, I'd want to know that he would never, you know, be tempted then. Ne- tempted then, you can't control what life gives you. So right. I was like, if anything, like I'll know earlier whether you know you're someone I can trust or not. But I never worried about Jenna. She's she was his partner during Dancing with the Stars. She's amazing. She was I'm married to Val now, and all the other women that were on the show also were in really strong relationships. So I never. I never worried about it.
0: Julie O'Hara, I love her dog, Pistachio. What was the biggest adjustment she had to make when getting him as far as her lifestyle? And what's her favorite part of having a dog?
1: Ooh, yeah, when you have a dog, for me, he has a lot of separation anxiety and I did rescue him. So I knew that came with a lot of um, training and a lot of uh, rehabilitation, like after going through like the abandon. Um, So the huge thing that's changed is uh having to keep an eye on him wherever he is and then usually i try not to leave him alone at home a lot like I, i'm never the kind of person that wants to leave him a home for like hours at a time just because he does have abandonment issues and so i need to slowly rebuild that trust um so i bring him everywhere so i have like this little tiny arm sling pouch that i hold him in because i'll walk him but then sometimes he just outright refuses to walk he's like oh so um i have since like gotten a little arm sling
0: well let's just get it over with the daisies till it wasn't yeah (laughs) when did it publicly come out that you and joe were not together anymore
1: it publicly came out like a month after we already weren't together so i think I think that was really important for us is that we wanted to make sure that we were strong together. Mm -hmm. Um, and we remained friends. We had a lot of respect and love still. So I was like, I never want wanted to come out when it was messy. Right. And so then after we had closure with each other and closure with like the decision that we had made, then we decided to go public. Um, which of course opens up a whole new can of worms. We'd always been with each other and, um, our strength with, like other people's opinions and like nasty words that were said. So I feel like it helps to be on the same page during that time.
0: Of course. And it's just so weird that you have to end a relationship and then go through this whole other thing of like, how do we do this with the public?
1: Yeah. Because although you can have closure with your relationship, um, the public doesn't, cause it's so new for them, which I totally understand. Um, but for me, it was like, I was almost like I had gotten over it. We had figured out with each other. And now I was going back, you know, to, to like, figuring that out, not figuring it out again, but all, like talking about things again, that we had already like discussed. So that was kind of, you know, interesting.
0: <laughs> it well, it came out, I think, and, and I don't know if this is completely the case, but maybe like relocation slash wanting to live in certain places was maybe a big factor. Yeah. So he wanted to go to Chicago and you were in LA.
1: Yeah. He foresaw like his future, like growing old babies and everything in Chicago. Um, And we had had multiple conversations where that was something that I wasn't, i um, interested in, um, and from many other reasons that I will keep private. Of course. But yeah, so, I mean, you know, it was no surprise that I didn't want to go to, sh- didn't want to live in Chicago. And he did, of course, offer for me to move there. Um, but, you know, we had had that conversation before. So for me, I was like, if you make this decision to go to Chicago, you're making it by yourself. Like I, we already know that that's not something that I want. So, um, So yeah, I mean, we, we, I think at the end, we understood like, hey, we both want to be in different places. And that's okay. I don't hate you for it. I don't resent you for it. I can't. Um, And I like really wish him, like all the happiness in the world, he completely deserves it. Mm -hmm. And um, his happiness just wasn't here. It's not that I would never move for love. I don't think that's what it is. I think that situationally, you have to envision your future and um envision your happiness and in different locations and there's a lot of factors that contribute to that right in this case it wasn't it wasn't enough for me to move
0: i like this question from esther Carden. and she said how did you and joe deal with rumors that you two were breaking up before you announced it publicly
1: i mean that happened on day three of not posting together. <laughs>
0: of course you know
1: I mean, it was like always, it's so funny. Like, and we experienced it when we were together, like, oh, wow. Like, and when Joe went to go visit his family, he's like, where's Joe? Where's Kendall? Always. So for me, I was like, those rumors are going to happen. We expected it to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I think in a way, I was like, dang, like, some people are really on it, you know, really smart. Like, I was like, Cause I thought like by not saying anything or not posting anything, and I never wanted to post anything. I was kind of just like, look, I just don't want to say anything. It's weird to say something. And so we went through bachelor um, which is uh, you know, a website for the franchise. And for me, that was the best way to do it. Cause I was like, look, they created, you know, they were the ones that allowed us to meet and I don't want to post it on any of my social media pages. Cause it seems weird to do that. Um, So then um, I thought having them like with a mutual statement like made the most sense.
0: Well, what's something that's helped you cope through the breakup?
1: Oh, having pistachio all the way. Like for me, it was like no question whether I was going to keep him or not. And Joe knew this because pistachio was just very attached to me. Um, So he's like my, he definitely is my emotional support dog. (laughs)
0: Legit. I love.
1: Yeah, he's just like the sweetest guy. And honestly, animals keep you so present. So having him, like you knew during this interview, like he would like trot around and do things. I'm like, I gotta be present. Like I have to be like, in, you know, in the now. So, um, but he's just so silly. And, you know, he cuddles with me in bed every night. And, you know, it's just been great having him.
0: And obviously you learn from every experience you have relationship wise. And as far as being in love and falling in love, like what did, what did you take from, from this experience and relationship with Joe?
1: So much. I mean, for me, I really strongly envisioned marriage with him. Like there was no, it was the first time I'd ever seen that. And I saw a lot of growth like within myself, like actually feeling that way towards someone. Right. So um, recognizing what that feeling is and also wanting it. And, you know, just because it didn't work out with Joe doesn't mean that it, it's not going to work out for me ever. I think both Joe and I, you know, experience something we've never experienced before. And I think that made it exciting.
0: And it seems like y'all, I mean, you're commenting on each other's Insta photos. Like it seems like your relationship slash friendship is pretty good right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if you've ever really truly loved somebody and the ending wasn't anything that was like completely jarring, like cheating or yeah, then, um, you know, I can never, I don't think I can ever like unlove him. Like in a lot of ways, I still love Joe. I just know that he's not like, he, he's not just the one for me, which is okay. You know, he doesn't have to be, um, and I don't have to be his. Right. Because I was compared to Jerry and Elaine from Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> you're so level-headed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you're so level-headed, Alice needs advice from you. Alice Lauren, she has said that she and Joe still talk every day. How has that transition from boyfriend to friend been? And what do you talk about? I'm struggling majorly with this right now, so I'd love to know.
1: I think in the beginning we talked every day, just because we were so used to being around each other every day. Um, Now we don't talk every day. I would just say when talking to remember that the relationship is over, so bringing up any hurt as to the reason why it ended is really just doesn't make any sense at all because why, you know, like what there's, you don't need, you're not trying to stay in a relationship. You're not trying to hash it out and it's okay if you have different opinions, right. You know, I don't have to convince him that I'm right. He doesn't have to convince me that he's right. Um, and so why, why argue when there's nothing that you're really fighting for?
0: This seems a little bit premature, but it's a question. So I'm going to ask it. Annie Howell, would she ever be the bachelorette if asked? Um,
1: I feel like I leave that decision up to like the bachelor gods, honestly. <laughs> it's like one of those things that there's like a lot of really amazing like women that could potentially be the next bachelorette. So I'm just like, hands off.
0: <laughs> well, if it wasn't you, who could you see? Someone, I
1: don't want to say specifically like a person, but I think it should be someone that um, doesn't want to resort to like being mean in order to like win. Like I, I-, I would really like to have someone that you know, that people can like look up to and, you know, be like a good role model for like women and like women empowerment. That's something that I would love to see.
0: And then of course, Skylar Sweeney, would you ever consider going back on BIP?
1: I do not foresee that in my future never say never, but, um, I don't know. I almost feel like it would be, there's me a lot of drama, this coming season. Um, and I don't know if that's like, sounds so desirable.
0: So (laughs) we have some random questions. Julie Caden, my daughter and I play ukulele like she does. What's her favorite song to play?
1: Ooh. Okay. I love Riptide by Vance Joy. Yeah, That's like my favorite song to play just because it's like really easy. There's three chords and, um, it's just, you know, anyone can sing it. (laughs)
0: And I love that song so much. It's great. Danielle Colangelo, top qualities you look for in a relationship and a friendship.
1: Um, I would definitely say putting like kindness, like being nice to people when it's not convenient. Mm -hmm. And I like somebody like challenging. I think challenging is most important. You don't want to be complacent or like stagnant in a relationship. You want to feel like you're always evolving and you always have to like meet like a certain standard because then you're seeing growth in yourself. And I think people inspire that in you. And like loyalty, very important. I'm a Leo, fierce loyalty. And I've always been extremely fiercely loyal with friends and lovers. So uh, I expect that back.
0: I love it. It's great. <laughs> Jessica Strizek. what is something she's most proud of?
1: I think I'm most proud of not giving into like temptations of being someone that I'm not. I think I have always kind of stayed true to who I was. And my dad always told me that. My grandma's name is uh, Betty. So he's always like, be true to yourself and remember Betty.
0: <laughs> Lauren Fontenot, will she share some of her questions from her book of 99 questions she referenced on Ari's season? I thought they were fantastic get to know you questions. Ooh, I have now like 400 questions. <laughs> Do you have maybe a top three right now that you can think of?
1: Yes. So one question is at what time in your life did you learn the most about yourself? And I think it's very telling um, with how people evolve to be who they are. I also like the question is, if you had a clock that counted down to any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Because then also you can also see where people's direction of life is going and where they see their future. And then I also like to test people's creativity. So my third favorite question is, if you had an alien space gun that can enlarge one item a hundred times its size, what would you choose to enlarge and why? You know, I think uncreative answers are like a block of gold or like a diamond. A wheel of I'm cheese. like, yeah, that's cool. You'll get a lot of money. But like, you know, for me, I was like, enlarge a coconut, make a giant coconut tree. You know, great. I mean, I don't know. There's like so much you can do. I feel do like that.
0: you could sell these somehow, yeah, like I- make a novel of it.
1: Oh, with all the questions and yeah. everything? Yeah. Well, no, I was actually, I'm actually looking into publishing a question book. There you go. Right? And I'm like, I don't want everyone to steal my idea.
0: <laughs> we copyrighted it right now.
1: <laughs> so I want to like create, because I think there's a lot to be said about questions and how they showcase like personality or your connection with other people, like questions start like the conversations. And so I would like read these questions with my sister and- learn things about her. And she's my twin and learn things about her that I never knew.
0: That's so cool.
1: It's just about the questions that you ask and like the space you leave for like that communication.
0: Let's talk about something. Finally, your podcast Yes. (laughs) Down to date. It's such a fun idea. You guys, if you haven't, it's nothing like you've ever listened to before. It's like blind dates over podcast.
1: Like a blind date between two strangers. Again, a lot of it has to do with the questions because I use the questions like throughout the entire podcast. There's the jar of questions you never want to bring up on a first date, which I love because it's so cringeworthy. (laughs) Certain like really in-depth questions, which you see a lot of like soul bearing, which I love. Um, and then, you know, there's the honesty of things. It's like, do you actually like see this going to another date or do you want to like date? And I think that's one thing that a lot of people are afraid to confront, especially in the digital world where you can hide behind a screen or hide behind ghosting, um, face to face, like honesty with, um, not wanting to move forward with someone or wanting to move forward is like something that we don't do as much. I mean, like, come on, you got to face it, face your fears, whether you want to say how you feel like what you want, to, if you want to date, you know, jump off, like, like, don't be afraid to like live at the edge of your comfort zone, you know, so.
0: And I I kind of want to know, I mean, maybe it hasn't happened yet, but what happens after with some of these people, like if they go on a second date? There's actually
1: some people who've gone on second, third, fourth dates after it. Those people who are still dating. Oh my God, I love it definitely more people maybe that aren't dating or maybe have one other date and you know called it quits but i would say it's a pretty successful you know rate with people actually going on a second date at least so hopefully i facilitated like an an interest or like a spark of like curiosity
0: well i feel like maybe you have your producer or whatever turn it around on you
1: yeah we'll see maybe i'll be on downstate i mean it'll be interesting i have to figure out like who would be you know what, I want to do? I want to do episodes with my exes. Yes. So I'd love to, like, I have, like, a couple of my exes live in the LA area. I'm like, I would love to bring them on and try to find them a girl, yes. you know? And it'd be so fun. So I'm thinking of doing that.
0: Can you think of anyone right now that you would like to bring on and introduce?
1: So I have, like, my high school sweetheart. Okay. And he lives in LA. Uh, he's just, like, a goofy surfer dude. So, um, and then my other ex. That when I first moved to LA, um, we're still like on good terms. He's also like a really cool guy. I mean, I, I really enjoy all my exes. This, it's just not you know, my guy. Right. So yeah, I, I and I mean, I don't know if I'd have Joe on. He lives too far away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call him in.
1: Yeah. Right. Come on, Joe. In a couple more months,
0: <laughs> we, we need a little bit more time.
1: Yeah, I don't, like, it's so hard. You can never really like, envision who your ex is supposed to be with, right? Like, any of my exes, I'm like, who? Like, try to find someone that's like me,
0: or do I, you know? I would have to really separate myself. Like, I couldn't.
1: I don't know. I think a lot of people are talking about, like, ha- you know, moving on so quickly, or, but I don't think you can control whether you're ready or not, or you can't control that. Like, if the opportunity comes its way, you know, then go for it. Like don't hold yourself back from like seeing happiness within yourself. And I think that I tend to be, have like a very optimistic, like positive view on my future. Mm -hmm. I don't like to wallow or hold on to like the sadness. I like to see it as something that's beautiful and growing and something that expanded me. And I like to like feed off of that and be like, wow, like now I'm so ready to like find more love. Um, So I don't know. I think I just like envision that in a different way.
0: I see lots of good things coming your way.
1: Thanks, love. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Let's uh, say your social medias. If there's anything else you want to promote, go ahead, do it now.
1: Instagram is key Kendall 88 I, Again, I don't know why. I did 80. It's my, 88's my favorite number. It's not the year I was born.
0: <laughs> Down to date podcast. Subscribe. You do the Twitter or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Twitter's like Kendall Patrice.
0: Okay, well, get back to your day. Give Pistachio a hug for me, please. Oh, I shall. Thank you, my dear. It was so nice to talk to you and can't wait for what you have next. Thank you, love. Thank you, my dear. Bye, honey.
1: Bye.